If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying. Is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted. Is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye. Come one, come all. You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Well, Joel, I'm chilling like a villain with a gold tooth filling all the homies in the whip with the no roof ceiling. Hey, yay, Millie, Millie Rock. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't got verse two. Oh, you don't, don't, worry, don't, don't Next time, next time, Joel. Don't worry, Joel Jeezy. Don't worry, we got you, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna need a ghost writer and a ghost singer too, or a ghost rapper, I should say. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> today we're looking at an incident uh, that happened with uh, Pierre Trudeau. Our boys Justin. in the news oh, again. Sorry, Justin, not Pierre, but Justin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, riding yeah. coattails. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> throwing shades. <laughs> Well, no, but, you know, it's one of those things where um, the incidents that happened in uh, Quebec uh, with the heckler, um, the protester. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I watched the whole video. Um, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, share that on our show notes page. I mean, in my opinion, it wasn't a racist question. Now, whether she's a racist or not, I'm not going to comment on well uh, well well well, she's from an alt-right okay right yeah Yeah, we'll get there there. yeah we'll get there um but the question as i understood it was whether or not um immigration sorry whether or not the money spent on illegal immigrants there was a question about that um asking you know are you going to give that back to us? I guess is a, is a simple way of putting what she asked. Um, and he called it racist. Now, if her question was, why are we having immigrants altogether? You know, I'd say maybe there's a little more foundation that, that she's, you know, race, racially motivated in her, her criticism of spending money on immigrants. Mm-hmm. But a li- illegal immigrant are a much different issue um, because it's saying, in my opinion, the law should represent the desire of the people and the laws lay out conditions about immigration and the government sets a certain amount of refugee or other types of immigrants that they're going to bring in and illegal immigrants are circumventing that. And so... If the government's like, yeah, yeah, we don't really care about what the laws are, what the rules are, we're just going to pay for these people, it arguably is counter to what the taxpayers and society has desired with regards to immigration. And so asking a question about, hey, you've taken this money from Quebecers towards illegal immigration, when, how, we want that money back or, or something to that effect. To me, there's nothing about race there. It's about following the law as it's currently laid out. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, what we're going to see is uh, Justin, well, 
well, we know what his response was. Racist. Um, right. <laughs> but, but I think, I think it, the, the sentiment of the show or the point of the show today is really looking at the, the politicizing of the idea of racism. So let's, let's play the clip from the, the show uh, Politics and Power. Uh, where they uh, interview the immigration minister, and we're going to hear him, uh, his response to the situation. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, um, a Somalian man, and uh, we're going to hear his response to um, Justin's reaction to the to that woman. I know there are questions and important ones about the woman who heckled Prime Minister Trudeau and her motivations. But on the face of it, the interaction left some people concerned that the prime minister was calling a heckler racist for asking questions or voicing concerns about immigration. Was he? Number one, uh, we, we, are all, we always welcome debates in immigration that are based on facts and not fear mongering and division. But there is no space for intolerance and racism in Canada. And I'm proud of the fact that the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, stood up for an inclusive Canada. We have to call out racism and discrimination and intolerance and fear mongering and division whenever it rears its ugly head. What part of what she said was racist? Well, the, the, uh, the, the video speaks for itself, but I, I trust uh, the Prime Minister. I know that he, he stood up strongly for an inclusive Canada. He has said that he welcomes debates on immigration. He welcomes debates on all aspects of the immigration system. But when it comes to fear-mongering, when it comes to uh, labeling people, when it comes to uh, uh, intentionally dividing uh, people and having an agenda of intolerance and racism and discrimination based on on, on irrational uh, uh, name calling and so on, that has no place in our political discourse. And I'm proud that the prime minister stood up for an inclusive candidate. So what do you think is the number one problem? Well, I guess, do you think there's a problem? I should say, rather than giving you a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Ahmed Hussein's response was political. Yeah, he didn't even answer the question. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't answer the question. But but he gave question a was, bunch of uh, political slogans. You know, we're inclusive candidate. That that kind of conversation. Yeah, the, the direct question was, what was racist about what she said? The video and speaks for itself, Joel. You didn't see that's it. That's all he said. I I challenge the listener. If if you think what she said was racist, quote back to us. We'll we'll make sure we put that video i'm sure if you go looking for it you can find it tell us what she said was racist maybe do one better than that well the, I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better we'll bring you on the show yeah if you can make an argument for for what she said was racist we're willing to engage so you got an open invitation anyone who ever wanted to be on the show here's your opportunity right uh so just to add to my take on it i felt like yeah it was very you know the, the, his response was pol uh, very politically re uh, loaded, politically loaded terms, and especially as a minority um, supporting Justin, I, I felt like um, it was confirming um, or affirming uh, Justin's actions and being dismissive to the protester. So, like, I'm not sure familiar, but so like Orwellian thought. Oh, I thought that was total doublespeak. Yeah. Okay. So for for the for <laughs> listeners who don't know, so or Orwellian Orwellian thought or doublespeak, uh, George Orwell uh, wrote a book called 1984, 
that's about uh, how the uh, the state uh, manipulates the people. So in the start of the book, there's like three political slogans that that's outlined to show how the government uh, manipulates the people. So the first one is war is peace. The second one is freedom is slavery, and an ignorance is strength. So I'm just going to give you guys just a quick uh, a definition of, of, of what those terms mean. So uh, war is peace. Uh, having a shared enemy helps to unite the people. It gives them something to worry about. It is external and remains vague, so someone other than the government gets blamed for their problems, making them easier to rule. And then the next one is freedom is slavery. And that means if freedom is slavery, then slavery is freedom. Anyone who becomes independent of society's controls is bound to be unsuccessful. Society defines what is good, what is acceptable, what is desirable. Those who focus on those things will be free from despair. And then finally, uh, ignorance is strength. So ignorance is strength, the willing ignorance of the people that maintains the government's power. This is the only way to accept the contradictions the government puts forth. When lacking in info, one is less likely to feel wronged by not taking part in the decision making. And actually, I would dare to add one more point to that. Um, that Orwellian double speak. I would say that what Trudeau and Houston are taking part in is saying that racism is right. And when you say right, what do you mean by right? Uh, I mean right wing. So they're saying that uh, anybody who is from that particular political view is racist. And my response to that is that no, you can be right on the right wing and racist, and you can be on the left wing and racist. You can be liberal and racist, and you can be conservative and racist. The problem is that if you're going to you know, define racism by a political party, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, saying, okay, okay, what that one branch is racism, and we're not. I think that's belittling um, the, the sinfulness of racism. And and I think it it doesn't it it nullifies or um, trivializes actual racism. So I want to go down that road uh, a bunch in terms of let's talk about what racism is, what it isn't, and and just hash through it a bit. But before we do, I want to come back to this this clip for a moment. If you really listen to what he said about preventing divisiveness you know, all these like platitudes, I would actually suggest Trudeau's behavior was exactly what he was suggesting the woman was doing. Trudeau was creating divisiveness by saying she's a racist. So you're opposed to what our government is doing? We're dividing you from us. He said, oh, we engage in debate. Someone asked a question. Again. Your saying, saying that, yeah, we, we don't run from debate. We don't run from debate. But that's, that's exactly what he did by calling her a racist. It's an ad hominem attack. Uh, define ad, 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 hominem ad hominem is a logical fallacy where you attack the person rather than their argument. So he called her a racist. He didn't repeat 
what her question was, he essentially dismissed it by calling her a racist. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, that's why when I say it's doublespeak, because he literally is, in my opinion, categorizing Trudeau's behavior with all the things he's saying, we don't allow this. That's exactly what Trudeau was doing. Right. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. And one of my concerns was, especially when I was doing the research for this episode, most of the mainstream news outlets in Canada didn't book what you booked. Oh, not at all. No. I, I shared a meme. This is another thing on this. August 6th. Okay, so this incident occurred on August 16th, 2018. And, and the classification in this meme that I shared was Canada's RCMP attempts to arrest a female activist for protesting her government. Well, guess what? And, and I have to verify necessarily that the second part is true. But 10 days earlier, August 6th, guess what Canada publicly criticized about Saudi Arabia? We are deeply concerned over the Saudi Arabia arresting a female activist for protesting her government. Hmm. So, literally, we're talking out of both sides of our mouth. Now, mm-hmm. again, let's, in a second, we'll go down this idea of racist. And, but I want to come back to the ad hominem thing. Even if she was a racist, which maybe she is, maybe she isn't. Ad hominem is about using a logical fallacy to dismiss addressing the contents of an argument. So I would say that's exactly what Trudeau did. He said, that's racist. Dismissed. I don't have to deal with the fact that we're, I think she said something like $140 million from Quebec taxpayers went towards illegal immigrants. Assuming maybe he can correct her. That's not a true statement. Here's why. Okay. Here's the books. Here's here's the truth. Mm. Okay. Maybe. Great. That's you engaging in debate. Mm. But what he did was, you're a racist. Mm-hmm. So right. no, no, uh, you, no. You're right, and uh, so, like, for our U.S. listeners, you know, who are listening in, and they're kind of like, okay, well, we see the issues you guys are having with race in Canada, and a lot of people are always asking me, you know, what's the difference between racism in Canada versus racism in the U.S. Um, and following this uh, theme of Orwellian theory, in that the state, um, the state uh, has control over the masses, and in that um, now, of course, I'm not painting with a broad brush. I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of people in the U.S. who think for themselves, and there's a lot of people in Canada who think for themselves. Uh, right. So you know, but yeah, just to be clear, yeah, mainstream but, media has a mass amount of influence. Mainstream media connected with the state. CBC. <laughs> right, CBC, right? Um, ha- ha- has a huge influence on, on the way we see things. And I, and I make that point to, to, to say that um, uh, Trudeau represents Canada, Trump represents the US. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a place we can start in regards to uh, looking at the argument. So uh, what, what I, I want to do is compare and contrast Trudeau and Trump. Talking about race? Uh, talk, yeah, so... Or something more general. Uh, yeah, so, so race rhetoric, 
Okay. So I'm I'm not I'm not gonna call um, either leader racist. Leave that to the listener. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna call either. I wanna, I'm just gonna say using race rhetoric, race rhetoric politically. So, in comparison, the way how how um, how Trudeau and Trump are alike is that both leaders use race rhetoric uh, to garner support. Right. So now the contrast is the the way they differ is uh, Trudeau uses race rhetoric uh, to protect his platform and Trump uses it to parade his platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree that Trudeau is using racism as a, in this case especially, as a defense mechanism. So, you know, I think you have a great question, but but maybe we should define some terms a little with regards to racism. Um, I think we so easily allow, and you know, let's look at the evolution of this term, mm-hmm. right? You look back into American history, and racism was really about using racial superiority arguments mm-hmm. to justify slavery. Mm-hmm. So judging people based on race as to supreme and and lower class Mm. so that is one false but two really like bad racism yeah but i think we almost allow that history to define what the term means Mm. so any what's racism well okay well very simple like if i was going to explain it to uh my goddaughter Okay. Who is? Oh gosh! Oh, I, I, hope, I hope the parents aren't listening. <laughs> I think she's like four. Um, if I was going to explain it to a four-year-old, I would say racism is hating somebody the color of somebody's skin. And I would say, I think that is too precise of a definition. Ooh, bars. Okay. So, I think racism is a form of prejudice. Or. Yeah, but I can't say that to the four. No, no, of course, of course. I'm kidding. I get that. Like, so more generically, racism is judgments based on race. You've added negative to your definition. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, strictly defining that word is going, okay, prejudice. Can we have positive and negative prejudices? Of course. So don't judge a book by its cover because. It can go in either direction. Unless you're walking down a dark alley and the person looks suspicious. Well, so that's the, pr- the problem, let's say, to some extent is I need to make split-second judgments sometimes to protect, protect my Protect my life. To protect your life. Protect your life. Right. But should I judge someone by erring on the side of caution? That's a that's a difficult thing to wrestle with. So I want to I want to put that aside because I can mm-hmm. see where right, it's right. Little, yeah 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 yeah. We'll you know, get on a rabbit trail. But so we would all agree, judging a book by its cover, generally speaking, is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. So making judgments strictly based on race, I would agree, is a bad idea. That might be, I think. Black people are nicer than white people. Mm-hmm. So making general judgments based on that 
I think would be I would say is a bad idea because your chances are if you judge someone as being nice and they're not, you might have dire consequences because mm-hmm. maybe you trusted them when you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Similarly, you know, look at someone in the KKK who's going to make really bad racist judgments. Again, my point is to demonstrate racism or racist decisions are just simply making judgments based on race. We have embedded the word where we have embedded morality, negative morality into the word racist. Because, and as I said, I think it's because we're looking back to the history of slavery mm-hmm. and, and seeing a horrible, immoral use of racist decision-making. Okay, 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 I see what you're saying. So uh, let me say it this way, because when you say it, for me, uh, growing up um, you know, as a black male, ideologically i'm not really hearing what you're saying but okay. i'm understanding but like in the sense like like because of where i come from i'm i'm hearing you're saying and i can see how some people may confuse what you're saying okay so i'll say it like this so very simply the difference between racism in the u.s and the difference between racism in the u.s and canada i would say that not painting with a broad brush so please don't fall out your seats or the u.s is anti-black racism and canada is pro-black racism both are racist mm-hmm. both are racist so i would say that in canada we we almost view the pro-black racism more positively than we should. Mm-hmm. Because if your problem is racism, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It doesn't matter because, unfortunately, if, if I'm doing something that is supposed to be... So let's use the idea of equal opportunity, right? Um, ideally, if... The candidates that applied to a job were of equal quality and by race. Then the the candidates that move on to the next level should be proportional to the the proportion that applied. Right? So if 50% of the candidates applied were white, then and and again I said assumption is equal distribution of quality. 50% should move on to stage two. Similarly, if 20% of black people applied, 20% would likely move on to stage two. Again, I'm assuming equality of candidates. If you're doing something to be pro-black and say, well, we need a minimum of 30% of our candidates that are black moving on to stage two, but only 20% applied, again, assuming equal quality, that extra 10% Black candidates has to come at the cost of somebody else. So if you're not making decisions based on the merit of candidates, you're basing the decision based on race, you're making a racist decision. Right. And even if you don't mean to be, even if you don't mean harm. It, it might be motivated or good. It's still a racist decision. And this is why I was like, we want, I want to define it more fundamentally as in it's a decision based on race. If it's a decision based on race, that is the definition of racism. Mm. And it's 
I want to almost say amoral, meaning I judge the morality of that decision not on the fact that it's based on race, but based on is is it a, de- a moral decision? Is it even moral to make that decision based on race? Mm. Not defaulting that it's immoral. Now, there's, I would say the majority of decisions that are based on race are immoral. Mm. Okay, what do you mean? So, generally speaking, your, let's go back to your alley scenario. If Let's take it out of the alley. If if I'm walking down the street and every time I see a black guy, I'm scared. I don't think that that's a moral way to judge people. Right? Like what like if it doesn't matter that he looks like a thug versus looks like a businessman and you're still scared, to me that's that's a very ignorant way of living. And I would argue it's immoral to judge people that way. Right. But my point is, so that's an, my example of like right, okay. majority of racist decisions are immoral because judging people based on race has mm-hmm. almost zero substance to the judgment mm-hmm. versus judging someone based on their actions and their words and their be character and their behavior and whatever other things that seem appropriate, right? Like judging someone on whether they're qualified about a job based on their resume versus based on the way it's hard to pronounce their name. Right. Right. That's a good point. So then what do you want the audience to take away from this? If, if you really care about eliminating racism as a cultural mandate or a cultural thing, promoting a race a policy that makes decisions based on race in my opinion is perpetuating the problem versus so if let's use um income inequality if you think we should do something as a society again my answer wouldn't be by government but if you think as a society we should address people that are on the bottom 10% of the income class to help them and you know that that, that that income class is unproportionately black. If you have a policy that specifically addresses the black portion, it's a racist policy. If the policy is about the merits of poverty, then the fact that black people are unproportionately represented in that means that more of them are going to get addressed anyways, but you don't have race built into your criteria of who you're helping. Mm-hmm. So my point is that by building race into our solutions of what we deem as a consequence of racism is arguably perpetuating racism right? because it's still making decisions based on race. Right. But, but people aren't used to thinking in that, that way, in that framework, we we're, we're, we're conditioned to and see it in a particular way, especially politically, um, and the influence that me- um, media, mainstream media and politics. Yeah, I, I would agree do. because to your sense, it's the, or to what you started with, the Aurelian side of things. We're laying out, we're calling ra- people racist because we think somehow an ad hominem attack is the way to make their argument go away. Mm-hmm. Right? Attack the character, I don't care what you have to say. 
but we're also using racist and and i would say you know is bigot a better term is calling someone rude or ignorant or uneducated or or like calling their opinion as uneducated more effective for public discourse than just labeling them as something that you deem as immoral or deem as or demonizing um anybody who would you would call that yeah i mean and 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 but these things have have like yeah like i said demonizing and i think that's the correct word mm -hmm. you know that though that's spiritual that's christian talk like that's moral talk you know we believe in demons you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like so so when you call somebody a a a, a racist yeah you yeah you you you're you're belittling them you're 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 demonizing them especially politically we've done that well and socially you're putting them in a box to be like we don't need to worry about you um where as you're not addressing their statements if a racist makes a claim that is immoral call it for what it is because now, I mean, it goes back to our free speech conversation, mm -hmm. right? Do we have free speech? Do we let people hang themselves? Mm -hmm. Or do we chop them out of the public discourse because we disagree with them? Mm. Now, irrespective, now that woman was, was part of the alt-right, right? The organization um, Storm Alliance. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll have an article, I think, that calls it out for them. Or, yeah. Or calls her yeah, out, yeah. Like, so, so we are aware that... Um, you know she's part of a sketchy group, but that doesn't um, that doesn't negate a person's opportunity uh, to engage in, in in discourse with 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 the state, right? Um, but I I would conclude with with this, Joel, that um, Trudeau is more dangerous than Trump in the long term. So Trudeau's self righteousness and his uh, posturing. Um, in in crying racist wolf deflects criticism from himself and his policies, and at the same time trivializes the existence of true racism. And then, secondly, his actions uh, set a set a bad example for the nation by you know like stifling the foundation for social progress by demonstrating he's above listening to other views he deems lower than his own. Uh, now, like as a Christian. You know, when we get to the idea of race and racism being a sin, and I don't think any Christian will doubt that um, mm -hmm. or deny that, yeah, racism is a sin. Uh, and that because it's a sin, we have to go to the book that has, you know, a comprehensive breakdown of what sin is mm -hmm. and how to deal with that. Uh, so I'll say it like this um, race does not exist, but racism does. It is a monster created by man that can only be vanquished by the word of God. Thus, when it comes to fighting racism, according to God, it's not about accepting one's race, but outright denouncing race altogether. Heavy. I, you know, I think I would take what you said to what I said earlier with like the next step of like prejudice is sinful. In that most prejudging, I think, is rooted in pride. It's rooted in, like, when you're prejudging people, one, you're not doing the due diligence. But why? Usually it's for your benefit, right? You, by putting someone in a particular box, 
you can now move on to whatever it is that you wanted and and you're not you don't it's no you know you're not putting the needs potentially of someone else above your wants you're being totally selfish and just like i can dismiss and move on when you prejudge mm-hmm. um and and i would say all racism is prejudging mm-hmm. so in that sense i agree with you that it is immoral to to make a racist judgment mm-hmm. because you're just if it's it's also lazy in my opinion even if you are doing something for good arguably like we're going to give go back to our racist schools episode we're going to give extra help to these black kids it might be motivated and good but it's it's still lazy it's still not doing due diligence it's still identifying the it's not identifying the true problem which is the underachieving students it's identifying a simple way to maybe avoid criticism so it's prideful it's selfish it has not it doesn't have the other person raised up to the highest priority mm-hmm. or even to a reasonable priority it's just lazy mm-hmm. so i mean if you if you think what i have to say is ignorant or misguided reach out tell me what i missed i'm 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 open to correction right yeah no, no, no same here and and i and i and you know here at the sixth sense report um you know we're thinking through the news together so come join us um give us your two cents uh follow us on twitter at sixth sense report uh darnell samuels on twitter joel nickloff oh sorry uh darnell samuels on facebook joel nickloff on facebook uh, me on Twitter, uh, do good at Darnell, D-O-G-U-D-D-A underscore Darnell. And uh, me on Twitter at TJoelN39. And uh, obviously you can hit us up at Six Sense Report, Facebook and Twitter, uh, SixSenseReport at gmail.com. What's your two cents? But you heard me? Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media. <laughs>